Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up today, we're going to we're gonna take a little stroll down memory lane. We are. Uh, you and I. Uh, and we're going to try uh, and make it happy. Uh, we're going to try and make it a happy it, it, stroll. It, it's not our miserable past. We're not we're not trudging into the swamp this time. Digging up. Yeah. But I feel dirt. I had but yeah, what we're gonna do? We're gonna talk about church. Uh oh. From back in the day. Ooh, no, alright, okay. We well, used to well, go to church, Frank, you and I. Yeah, very much so. Long ago. Very, very much so. Yeah. Yeah. But before we go back to church, what do we got? I have glitter ash. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, glitter ash Wednesday. <laughs> a, uh, <laughs> a movement uh, for LGBT Christians and their supporters uh, to show off their uh, support for the LGBT members of their community. You okay. know, the, okay, so on Ash Wednesday, yeah, uh, the... You go to church, and there's a little service, right? And this is the start of Lent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and people get a little bit of ash you, put on their forehead. You go there in the morning, right. and then in the afternoon, 20 people go, you've got a little smudge right here. Yeah, is that little, what it is? You got a little... Yeah. 20, like, all these people will tell you. Yeah. But and so, here's a group uh, called Parody that's asking Christians who favor LGBT equality. I'm going to guess it's not P-A-R-O-D-Y. Parody? Yeah. No, it's parody. Par- oh, okay. <laughs> parity. 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 <laughs> um, uh, so they're using the term queer positive Christians. Mm. Uh, and uh, and they're encouraging them to show their support by putting on this glitter ash. Now, people, if you're attending a, a, one of the churches that's using the glitter ash, you will have the option. You don't, you're not, it's not compulsory. Right. Uh, you can choose the drab, sad, gray ash. Just, just regular that, old that, ash. That, that everybody. Just every, right. just the pedestrian ash. Nowhere near as good as fabulous. <laughs> That's what they should have called it. Right? Yeah, that's a little bit better. I win. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, so, yeah, regular ash will be available. Uh, so, no worries there if you happen to be, you know. If you happen to, if you still hate, if you still like the traditional hatred of gays, you it's can, an important part of Christianity. You can go with that. It's a, it's part of the Christian tradition. It's, it's in the damn book, for God's sake. <laughs> you know, it's... <laughs> It's foundational. Yeah. But if you insist on going to one of these churches that mm. has, you know, it's going against the wishes of God and everything. Glitter. You go glitter. with glitter. glitter. I'm a little offended. Why does everything that's gay have to be glitter? You know, not all that, that glitters are... is gay. <laughs> but this is. But this is pretty fucking this, gay. This is gay. <laughs> you know, there are lots of things that are... Well, it could have been a, a rainbow. Can you do rainbow ash? Is that a th- like you'd have to like apply it? Be, it couldn't. Guess. It couldn't just oh, be. A, and it, it is a purple. That's, oh, is that's it? Important. Oh, it's okay. Purple, purple glitter that's been worked into some of the ash. Okay, so you but get it, but, a little bit of ash and a lot of amazing. And also, don't worry. It is um, makeup grade glitter. Okay, glitter. Uh-huh. Uh huh. 
and uh so it's not just like gonna I, scrape off your the top layer of your skin oh okay like hey you know what sometimes a little exfoliation is what is what's called <laughs> you for just have this one little patch of I'm very oily in my T zone, and I need literally to f- your T zone, right? My my <laughs> my, my cross, cross zone. zone. That's what Christians should have to call it. <laughs> Their cross zone. You, when they're getting a makeover, you're very oily in your cross zone. <laughs> so we're gonna bless you with a a, a moist a a, a a nice uh I don't know cleanser. What do you do? I don't know anything about this stuff i don't know uh well no use um, some micro bead abrasion <laughs> don't don't i'm against micro beads what about abrasion uh, abrasion's great i just i just like to go with a, a very light uh a, like a, a very meal soap a, of some kind I, I go with a very fine sandpaper mm. just takes that right off yeah yeah, yeah. gets that gets that uh yeah, sloughs the skin nice, nice gl- glassy finish by the time it's done yeah Hey, uh, you know how we reported last week or the week before sometime about uh, the Boy Scouts of America deciding in their madness? Yeah, this is like week three of uh, Scouting Gate. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So here's the thing. Uh, Yes, they are now accepting transgender youngsters. Yes. Uh, So you and I mused, I believe, about the christian alternative group yeah and them seeing a spike in in their numbers yeah like glory path what is it called well there's one called trail life trail life that's the one and trail life has indeed uh seen an almost unbearable spike they can't even handle the they traffic can't handle the growth to their the traffic to their, to their website wow well, uh, did they bring down the website uh no uh, but they said, we've seen a tremendous response. Uh, this is uh, tremendous. Mark Hancock, Trail Life CEO. Okay. Uh, many people would say they're leaving the Boy Scouts, and we have many others that are saying that the Boy Scouts left them. <gasps> oh, it's oh, so sad. They've had to push some uh, part-time employees to full-time oh, wow. and uh, made some full-time employees do some overtime just, just to handle the inquiries. Oh, my God. From around the country. Wow. Because, and we can't stress this enough, if a girl or someone that you perceive to be a girl is allowed in to go camping with your boys, I'm pretty sure everyone dies. (laughs) I'm pretty sure the entire troop will probably die, right? Is that what happens? Yeah, well, yeah, it's... it's, uh... First, you develop a severe rash. Right. Yes. Which you treat using the Boy Scout handbook. Yeah. But it's not but enough. That, 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 it's, it's, guess what? It's not poison ivy. It's not. It's not poison it's ivy. It's not. No calamine lotion in the world is going to rub that liberal thinking off of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Indeed. <clears throat> wow. Well, I mean, it was bound to happen, Dan. This is... I, hey, let it go. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Although I feel for these boys, they're, I mean, they're how's, the get, how's the uh, uniform? It's it's sort of a weird minty sage green uh, with not, with red highlights. No, nope, I don't think it's work, That's not going to work very nope, well. No, nope. they're going to have to do a, a complete makeover of that in a few years. Yeah, yeah. But let's see. Anything else <laughs> well, that see, might be a makeover is not going to happen because they don't let gays in. Who's going to know? 
to make it over. As if they don't allow oh. like don't allow gay kids in. Right. There are gay kids in there. Right. They don't want to be. And there's some trans kids in there too. Yeah. Guess what? Yeah. Yep. Apparently a lot of the uh the troops from around the country name their troop numbers after Bible verses. Oh, that's disgusting. Like Troop One Ten is uh is is particularly popular after Colossians one verse ten, which is quote so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way. Great. I got a way you can please This him. is like so fucking Christian-y, I can't handle it. Yeah, it's, it's just... like gross Christian, too. Like, okay, you believe in magic, you know, daddy in the sky or whatever. Right. And... and, and that he turned into his son and he came down to earth and and then he killed himself and he and killed then, himself to make the magic daddy to make, to him make himself happy. yeah you know it's all convoluted it, and weird and fucked it, up it's all nonsense but it you know whatever yeah okay so you you believe that gives you some comfort great sure if it does this kind of christianity i can't handle and it's not just about it's creating just it's not about it's, creating it's your own fearful true. and hateful and right. It's it's not because because they do all the same stuff. I'm sure right. they just ripped it all off, sort of oh, yeah. wholesale from the BSA. Yeah, and the but the only reason for their existence is because <laughs> their hatred was too high. Yeah, and they could not handle. I just imagine them with a giant thesaurus, just renaming everything. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we're you guys are the wolf. No, the uh, the, you guys are the the uh, Wolverine pack. Come here, foxes. <laughs> exactly. Wait, foxes wasn't one of them? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't oh, remember. It's just awful. Yeah. All right. Uh, Dan, this will not come as a surprise to you, I'm sure. Okay. Yet another, not a surprise, but horrible story. Uh, Anti-Muslim hate groups nearly triple, uh, or have nearly tripled in the U.S. since uh, the last year. Yeah, um, the well, southern the Southern Poverty Law Center is out with a report uh, talking about uh, Donald Trump's uh, uh, effect, the Donald Trump effect. Yeah, in this regard, um, apparently specific hate groups that are uh, their whole their whole thing is just anti-Muslim. Yeah, right. Uh, those groups have gone up from thirty four, which is a surprisingly low number. I would have expected more in this country. It was Come an on, un- guys. It was an unpopular stance. Yeah. Uh, it's now more than 100. Groups. Of course it is. Uh, so that's nice. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What were some of the things? You got to that- think, think that the original 34 are all, get, are, are all getting very hipster about the whole thing. I hated Muslims before it was cool. <laughs> uh, I was super into hating Muslims like 10 years ago when you guys were all like fine with them. So... Yeah, indeed. Uh, Mark Potick is how I'm going to say his last name. Okay. Uh, he's the lead author of this uh, uh, hate group report that comes out every year. Okay. And uh, he uh, he's, of course, linking um, or, 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 or mentioning uh, also Steve Bannon, Stephen yeah. Miller, Kellyanne Conway as serious anti-Muslim ideologues. You think? Um, and that's Stephen Miller, by the way. We haven't really mentioned him on the show. Yeah. Does he freak you out the way he freaks me out? Totally freaked. Like that dude. Like is it like 
I heard his stuff before I saw a picture of him. Yeah. And was like, this dude is Goebbels. And then I saw a picture of him. That dude is Goebbels! Like, reincarnated. He looks a lot, like, <laughs> creepy. Like, it's freaky. Oh, I don't want to know that. Uh, That's terrible. All right. Um, however, there are now more than 900 active hate groups across the U.S. These are the more... Uh, the more inclusive, inclusive hate, hate groups. Sure. Uh, these range, of course, from the Ku Klux Klan uh, to just your general, you know, neo-Nazi. Sure. Um, your run-of-the-mill. Your run-of-the-mill neo-Nazi. Uh, there's... Uh, this is actually a lower number than the uh, all-time high count of over a thousand. Okay. Uh, in 2011, we can get there. I, I believe that with <laughs> with concerted effort and uh, and and yeah, I feel like we can do this. Uh, but in a very ironic twist here, uh, which is why the numbers aren't as high as one might expect, is that uh, many people who feel this way don't feel the need to join one of these groups because they can just listen to the president. He, oh, right. Of course. They can just, they're aligned with the president. You don't need so a group when, you're, when your position is suddenly right. popular. So it says, uh, the article says, at the same time, uh, Trump's campaign may have also drained energy from independent extremist rallies and gatherings as far-right supporters chose instead to attend mainstream Trump rallies. Oh, my God. <laughs> or I hate, hate, I can't hate believe rallies. I'm laughing. It's awful. Yeah, this, they, this is just disgusting. They count as hate rallies. Uh, um, there you go. So Podic says uh, they were so turned on by what was happening in the pro-Trump world that they entered that world rather than holding their own rallies. We think Trump has co-opted many of the issues of the <laughs> radical right. We think that he has prevented or at least uh, slowed the growth of these groups. I feel like isn't that you know, just fucked and weird? I think one thing that might be good about that is that it does seem like Trump like I feel like there's some pretty smart money on Trump being impeached and dis mm -hmm. and leaving this his position in disgrace. Sure. Which will send a pretty clear message to all of those people who joined that movement and decided that that was their rallying call. Yeah, I know. I think that that, I think, whereas, whereas there's no, you know, if there weren't a figurehead who could be ousted, like you can't oust the leader of the Ku Klux Klan. <sighs> you can, yeah, no. You can put him in jail, but that just makes him a martyr. Yeah, well, yeah. But we can kick out the president, maybe. Yeah, I mean, you talk about smart money. Where was the smart money on the him getting elected? Right. Well, <laughs> like it, it's impossible to predict anything at this point in the world. But there you go. I yeah. feel like I feel like it's possible that he could do that. Yeah. There's uh, apparently uh, one of the big movements right now with hate groups. Um, there's this thing, the Daily Stormer, right? Mm. You've heard of it, uh, or maybe not. No. I, haven't really uh i guess apparently it takes a sort of a millennial meme driven approach oh, to racism it's, tro it's troll central and anti-semitism is uh, they, they got they, pepe yeah. the frog as their as their big yeah this is mascot. the uh the irl troll army yep all uh, aka the stormer book club these are actual now the article refers to them as brick and mortar hate groups. What? Oh, so they they have <laughs> offices. They well, IRL in real life. Yeah, right. Um, and uh, these groups um, are, you know, um, 
prepping themselves for the uh, coming race war. Hooray! Specifically. Uh, so, you know, it's uh, pretty awesome. These are awesome times we're living in. Um, I, yeah. I'm just... Uh, it, it never ceases to face <laughs> right now. If, I, if there's anything anymore. that this era has taught me about humanity in general, it's that we're all morons. Yeah. Humanity as a concept, we love to pat ourselves on the back about how brilliant we all are. Yeah. And we love to, you know, talk about the scientific achievements that we've achieved. But we're just a bunch of dum-dums. Yeah, the more, I, the more things change, the... The more they stay the same, right? right? Yep. Like, it's just... Couldn't happen we're, here. We're, couldn't happen to us. Couldn't happen. Or we're big dumb idiots and it's going to happen. And things just... That's just yeah. how the pendulum swings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to swing our pendulum all the way to uh, India. India. The, the, uh, the Central Asian country of India. Mm. Where... Um, a group. Uh, so, so the United States has a a, a, a governmental. Uh, oh, I guess it's an independent panel. Oh, but it's governmental somehow. Yeah. Uh, it, it, there's a U.S. government religious freedom commission. Okay. Uh, or maybe it's called. Actually, I think it's called the United States. The United States Commission on International Religious Freedom. There you go. Uh. They're a bipartisan panel. Uh, they released a special report uh, earlier this month. Okay. Basically uh, n- giving a poor grade to uh, the Hindus of India. Why? Um, they're not doing a great job in terms of, uh, in terms of religious uh, freedom in their country. Really? Apparently the religious minorities uh, get a lot of shit and they're... F- and They've actually gotten things have gotten worse for religious minorities in India under current Prime Minister uh, Narendra Modi. Oh wow! Um, huh. The report specifically touched on uh, anti-conversion laws, <laughs> cow protection legislation, <laughs> and gotta love cow protection legislation, and the treatment of the Dalits, who are the uh, the untouchables in the caste system. Wow. That is a completely different culture. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> none of that makes sense to me. Right. Yeah. In the, in this country, we would be like, huh? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, man. It sucks here because the religious freedom, man. <laughs> Cows. That's so, yeah. Cows are the big religious issue of our day here. <laughs> required legislation. Right? Uh, yeah. So apparently... Um, you know, I, people know cows are sacred to the the yes, Hindus. We know, but they're not sacred to the Christians who no. live in India or the Muslims who live in India. A right, lot, but if you're the group that's in power, it is your responsibility to force your rules onto everyone. Well, and Dad, let me tell you, something. we live in Utah. This should not come as a surprise. I know, but it's funny. To, it's funny when it happens from a Hindu perspective perspective it's just weird and apparently there are there are people taking matters into their own hands there oh, are cow protection like vigilante groups <laughs> roaming the countryside in search of, of abused cows of, of people of, you know slaughtering cows for food or whatever oh my god it's 
it's nuts over there. Boy, and of I course, bet. What a delicious and rare treat. A little taste of oh. beef. Oh, my God. Beef is the best tasting of the meats. That's just a fact. That's just how that works. You can have your lamb. Clearly designed for our consumption. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, so. Sorry, vegetarian vegan listeners. Of course. I'm not sorry. Uh, in India, of course, they're. The, the the government is roundly rejecting this assessment. Oh, no. And one of the things, you know, so, to some extent, I think they have some valid complaints. Like, to to lay the ill treatment of the Dalits only at the feet of the uh, Hindus seems, well, they're claiming it's unfair because it's, it's a cultural thing, not a religious thing. Like, okay. theoretically, Hinduism has sort of let go of the caste system, but the like the society is hung, held on to it. Okay. But it's interesting. I mean, a lot of these untouchables convert from Hinduism to Christianity or to Islam just to get out from under that. Just huh. so that nobody's saying, oh, you're a Dalit. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I think maybe fair enough. Maybe maybe the uh, the Hinduism is at play hmm. in it. But wow. they're they're claiming not. They're they're claiming that there's no, they that 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 it doesn't count. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> All right. Well, Dan. Yeah. Uh, do you enjoy IKEA? I mean, no. <laughs> if well, I'm going to be honest, what don't you enjoy about IKEA? Um, the three hours it takes to get through the store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every time I've been to IKEA, like the first couple times, it was interesting and like there was some cool shit, and like uh -huh. I kind of liked the design of some of their stuff. Uh -huh. And then I learned that a, I have to be in that store for hours because right. I don't go by myself. I go with my uh, designer wife, right? So that's a thing, right? And then b, I have to build all of the things, right? Yeah, that's how it works. It's IKEA. That's it's, why. That's how they save. But what you some I'm money. saying is. Andrea doesn't have to build all the things. <laughs> I'm not choosing the things. I'm agreeing to the things, and then I'm building the things. Yeah, well, there's fine. a lot. I'm just saying, it's just work. <laughs> Ikea for Dan, my experience... Equals work. Equals work, and maybe a meatball here and there. Well, Ikea... Um, yeah, they're all over the world, mm. these Ikeas. Right? Yeah. You can find them sure. just about anywhere. First one I went to was in uh, Canada. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So, okay. Well, that, that's impressive. Um, they're also uh, in Israel. Mm. And Israel has some uh, unique uh, marketing uh, opportunities and needs, I suppose you could say. Okay. Uh, in the form of roughly 10% of the population uh, being ultra-Orthodox ultra Jews. Sure. Right? Sure. Like you do. Yeah, like you do. Uh, and I guess... Uh, the ultra orthodox Jews have sort of um, uh, modesty uh, rules and norms and whatnot that are just getting more strict and more strict and more strict. That chair is showing too much leg. No, more like we don't want to see women in the catalog <laughs> strict. <laughs> So, <laughs> IKEA you, walked into an international like shitstorm. It's, it's not like it's the uh, the Sears catalog showing the ladies in their brassieres. No, dear God, no. Uh, so <laughs> IKEA uh, walked straight into 
International Shitstorm Dan, and uh, released an, a version of their catalog oh my that God. has only orthodox, ultra-orthodox men and boys in oh. the catalog. And so you see this lovely uh, Ikea living room, <laughs> and you have, you know, the, the men with the, the side curls and... Uh, the, the the all of everybody's wearing a yarmulke. Mm. Uh, the dad has is just like has the white shirt on, black pants, and little, sure. the little I don't know what all the stuff is called, but anyway. Um, and he's standing at a bookcase. I want to say no. And there's uh, there's a menorah, uh, and there's all these like you know, but it's spelled with an O that you with an umlaut. It's a menorah, <laughs> menorah. <laughs> no, they wouldn't give it a name. That, <laughs> remotely resembles the real word they can, there's some swedish it's, word it's called, for a, it's called a blooster yeah or exactly. whatever yep uh also in the catalog uh you know they have wonderful closet organization setups uh and uh, it shows all men's clothes uh-huh black jackets white <laughs> shirts it's like black leather shoes here come the man in black <laughs> It is completely tailored for this one specific target audience. Wow. Look at this. Here's dad serving the kids. Uh, oh, I don't know. It could be breakfast. It could be, uh, you know, maybe uh, a Sabbath dinner or something. But who's praying over this food? That's what I want to know. Because uh, it's the women that do that. Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, not in the IKEA catalog. There are no, there are no women. There in are the no women in Jukia. Well, and here's the problem. Yeah. Uh, people don't like this. What? People didn't respond to this. What? I'll bet. I'll bet there's some uh, some Orthodox Jews who like it. Oh, I bet. I bet they were uh, all about finding themselves some uh, affordable. Uh, assemble, assembly required furniture. Uh, furniture sure. Yeah. Of course, they can't build it on certain days, but <laughs> the rest of the week, they're fine. <laughs> Tis true. Don't, Tis true. Don't, yeah, use that, so. don't use that spatula on, uh, <laughs> on meat and cheese at the same, on the same day. <laughs> yeah, no, never. Well, meat and cheese, right, or whatever at the same time, or oh whatever, God. whatever they do. Um, apparently, IKEA is a company that just doesn't learn uh, <laughs> from their past mistakes. I guess in a few years ago, uh, they photoshopped out women from the Saudi Arabia catalog. Oh, uh, and, and so they're—I don't know what they're what they're up to, but of course, they have apologized. They say that this does not uphold the values of IKEA, and. Uh, that, uh, I mean, it upholds the values of trying to get people to buy their shit. Yeah, which is why it got approved in the first place. But right. in order to, to fix the problem, uh, they say, we realize that people are upset about this and that the publication does not live up to the, uh, what IKEA stands for, and we apologize for this. We will make sure that future publications will reflect what IKEA stands for, and at the same time, show respect for Heredi community already being the ultra orthodox okay um yeah you can i mean <laughs> again you, you know i understand wanting to market to groups that don't you know that i mean you don't want to leave a market untapped yeah, as, a, as a business to omit women i yeah but just 
But to, if, but if, if you, you also don't want to piss off way more people, why not just have a version of your catalog that just doesn't have people? No in people. It? Just show off the furniture. Ta-da! Problem solved. <laughs> it works anywhere where there's any kind of weird issues like this. Like the catalog- and you're not showing favoritism, and you're not. Yeah. You in know. what way does it hurt? I mean, can they really not? Can these Orthodox Jews really not see a picture that has women's clothing also in the closet? Like they can't even have the the idea of a woman around. That I don't know. That's nuts. I, I did not have access. I searched for the catalog. I didn't find it, so I couldn't actually look at all the pages. Yeah. It could be that the 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 news source that I was using only pulled specific images. I don't know. No, but it, that no. they only showed. I'm just men's gonna. Clothes. I'm just gonna believe that they. It's only possible. The That's possible, Dan. However, we can neither confirm nor deny. We can that truth uh i'm gonna take us i'm gonna whip us back home back here to salt lake and the the city of salt lake city yes please thank you uh where uh, home of the lds church the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints there you go the mormons um where they have they have now added their name their uh signature to a, a an amicus brief in a court case with that's going to be before the u.s supreme court soon regarding transgender student rights in schools uh there has been a federal directive allowing transgender students to use restrooms that match their gender identity i don't i don't know if this will even get to the courts because it may be that trump undoes this before it has a chance to or whatever but the lds church has weighed in uh, by adding their name to this, uh, to this thing. Yeah. Here's what's really weird. Uh, the, the objection seems to be, and this is, I mean, and this is Islamic groups, Jewish groups, Christian groups, all, all, all claiming the, yeah. that their religious freedom is being infringed by this, uh, by, by this policy. So Wait, somehow you said this was about restrooms. This was about restrooms and trans kids. Like, uh, so restrooms in the public schools? Yeah. Okay. And somehow a trans kid being allowed to use the restroom that coincides with their gender identity. Right. Rather than their birth assigned sex. Right. Infringes on religious freedom. And apparently I, that religious freedom is the freedom to pee next to someone <laughs> that you... That, the in who defines their gender the way you do or so, I, explain I, to me what religious freedom is being infringed on boy they're really like religious freedom is just it's out of control they just want it to be everything they, they just, want it to confirm every little uh thing that they're uncomfortable with or that yeah. they hate dislike whatever right they have the right the absolute God-given right not to be made to feel uncomfortable. Wow. That's all. I mean, I, I just don't get how a bathroom, you know. Yeah, well. This, is, it's set, this issue is just so ridiculous. I mean, out of control. imagine this. Your <laughs> eight-year-old little girl is just using the girl's room in peace. Mm-hmm. And then a person that you perceive to be an eight-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. Also uses that bathroom. Skunt dun dun. <laughs> Can't 
someone think of the children? Uh, Can't we think of the children? That's uh, I, that's I, where we are. I still think that the the solution is just a bunch of bunch of unisex bathrooms. Yeah, just where you would have two restrooms with you know eight toilets each. Have sixteen individual stalls. Yeah, and everybody with, can with, wash with their like hands fully the, closing doors. Yeah, and everybody, everybody can has, wash their hands at the same place. Because like at the end of the day. I hate public restrooms. Yeah. Because there's nobody who likes, especially the American public restroom with the weird dividers that, yeah. you know, with all the cracks and... Nothing's floor, every, nothing's floor to ceiling. Yeah, it's always, you know, yeah. they're just awful, right? And the doors sometimes don't really work all that well. Right. And, you know, like, they, they're crappy bathrooms. Yep. And crap so, rooms. They're crap rooms. <laughs> the, you know, like, why not just, just fix the whole problem it solves it for everybody. Yeah. It's, it would be nicer for people who don't want to sit there and listen to somebody taking a dump next to them. Yeah. And men are disgusting. There's a certain kind of man who just has to, like, make grunt noises yeah. when he's, like, mid-dump and post-dump. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, shut up over there. Yeah. I, I don't want to hear that. Yeah, you know, that, well. that infringes on my religious freedoms yeah but do you know what would happen if we did that if we impl- implemented your what's y- that Dan? your solution what's that men would have to see and become aware of feminine hygiene products <laughs> really yeah they're already in <laughs> a lot of like gas station bathrooms i know it's well i mean it would be like that's so horrific but that like i guarantee you that will be a complaint Anyway, uh, just really quickly on the on the LDS churches, uh, yeah, thing, so, yeah, the okay, the Salt Lake Tribune did interview a woman, uh, a Mormon mother of a transgender son, okay, and named uh, Neka Allgood, okay, who said uh, this. Uh, My own experience is that the church has very little in the way of a policy for, forthrightly stated about transgender people. It, uh, I was not at all. She says, um, I was not at all clear on why the church would choose to take a position uh, on that interpretation of Title IX. It doesn't seem like a religious liberty question to me. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, yeah, the church... The church doesn't like to weigh in on these things because they know that they get they get all kinds of blowback when they do. So right. if they can get away with just sort of skirting the issue. But, like, all those old men... They all know. They nod to each other. They all know what's right and what's wrong. Oh, wow. Yeah. And transgender, that's just wrong. It's clearly wrong. Yeah. How, how could it be right? How could it be right? How could this be it's a part of God's plan? Impossible. Well. Just like the gay thing, where the, where the church came out and said things like, you don't choose to be gay. We finally recognize that now. That's right. not a choice. But fuck you anyway. Right. Is basically that's the, the church's policy on gay people is no no government should ha- you don't have to discriminate against them right they don't choose gayness but fuck them anyway right yeah how will that work if they come around and say something similar to you know uh, about the trans issue yeah because like as soon as you acknowledge the trans person's you know, identity. Right. And that that is who they are. And right? that it, and that it's valid. And that it's valid. 
how do you how do you not go along with all of it? I think the teach I think the church in part sees like there's an end game problem here, which is that if they even come close to acknowledging or accepting transsexualism, transgenderism, uh-huh. then at some point they have to decide who still who gets the priesthood and who doesn't. At some point they have to decide like who they ordain to what. And yeah, we, and is there now some sort of? Well, they probably think that this would be some sort of loophole into the pres into the priesthood, right? Yeah, that you'd have these like feminist women deciding to have, you know, so they'll suddenly just claim that they're surgery, men. and now they're men, so they get the priesthood. Doesn't work that way. You're not a man. <laughs> just because you can lift more than I can. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what? ladies and gentlemen, friends out there in the world, if you have anything you'd like to say about any of what we've talked about so far, please feel free to write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can always call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you want to see what fun things are else are happening in the world, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. And if you'd like to join the TGIA Members Only Lounge, search for it by name on Facebook Uh, and request to join, because that's the only place you'll find it. Dan. Yes, sir. Uh, So we have something to listen to. Oh, yes, we do. Uh, Who is Rick Wiles? Do you know who Rick Wiles is? Yeah. Aside from being uh, a guy who likes to go on that uh, Jim Baker show. He's a nutball. <laughs> he's yeah. just a little nutball. Okay. He's, he's one of these guys that he's a he's a pastor from Florida. Oh. And he uh, he he he's really good at believing things. Mm. He doesn't need he doesn't need evidence to believe things. He's just really good at it. He's good at believing in Jesus and he's good at believing in every conspiracy theory that has ever been placed before him. So, it's about Michael Flynn, the ousted uh, national security advisor. Yeah. And uh and the real story. Finally, so- ladies and gentlemen, cuz you know, you've been fed by that fake media. You've been fed all these stories about how uh how he had to leave because he talked to the Russians in a very inappropriate way, and then lied about it. But that's not, not so. I mean, not so. yes, no one disputes that he did that, but that's not the real reason. Hillary Clinton's telling us up front what this is all about, guys. She's telling us. Yes, I'm reading she's tweet right she's now. bragging. It's about Pizzagate. She's telling them, we took you down. You dared to talk about our filthy child molestation ring and now we took you down that's what she's saying today this is about people such as general flynn and others who are aware that there is a criminal cabal running this nation and much of the world and i don't know whether general flynn comprehends that they are devil-worshipping, Luciferian, demon-possessed maniacs. But he does know they're child molesters. He does know that they're criminals. 
that they're involved in child trafficking, child molestation, child rape, child murder. He knows it. He knows it. You can't be in that position of power and not have information about these people. Oh, you know, here's the thing. (laughs) If that whole Pizzagate thing really was real, yeah, I'd use a lot of those same words about it. It would be, that would be pure evil if there was a cabal of powerful people uh, running a child molestation trafficking thing. That'd be bad. <laughs> that would be bad. Didn't happen. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Thoroughly debunked. Um, the the tweets that he's referring to, actually not Hillary's tweet, but somebody, some guy named Philippe Reins, Reines, I don't know who that is. Uh, uh, a for, I guess a former Clinton aide who said, uh, dear Mike Flynn and Mike Flynn Jr. Mike Flynn Jr. was apparently really obsessed with this whole pizza thing. Right, right, right. And he said... I mean, I like pizza, too. He said, what goes around comets around... That's a reference to the pizza place that was supposedly at the center of this uh, this pedophilia ring, mm. Comet Ping Pong. Um, and then he said, and given your pizza obsession, and listed posted the link to jobs.dominoes.com from Domino's Pizza. <laughs> okay. And then Hillary Clinton, like, posted a link to what he said and said, Philippe's got his own way of saying things, but he has a point about the real consequences of fake news. Hmm. That's what she said. Right. Which to their mind somehow means that she's saying, ha ha, we got you for exposing our criminal ring. Wow. (laughs) And the way that they got Michael Flynn if I'm understanding the logic, is by tricking him into doing a bunch of shit that he did on his own. Wow. Somehow, I mean, right? That's the only way that they could have gotten him. They had to somehow trick him into making calls to the Russian ambassador and then trick him into lying to other people about those calls. Oh, my God. They're tricky. They're, they, that's like some... Some of the best manipulation. That's some deep outfit. next level trick- That's like trickery some, right there. Some Ocean's fifteen <laughs> type uh, manipulation. That's amazing. Let me tell you something. If they were that good, Donald Trump would not be our president right now. <laughs> well, and also like, I mean, all that it took was Michael Flynn being aware of what Hillary Clinton was up to. Well, what, I mean. Everybody better just shut up about this, including Rick Wiles. Yeah. What's going to happen to you, Rick Wiles? Rick Wiles, you better be careful. Oh, stop spreading the word. Gonna, <laughs> Hillary's going to come after it's you. coming for you. She's going to trick you into something. <laughs> she will. She is a, oh, she's a ne- wily one. And you'll never get to go on Jim Baker's show again. Oh, it'd be so sad. Oh, my God. It'd be so sad. That's oh, just the worst. Uh, we had some folks write into us. Uh, I, so I will, I will now read those things. Oh, excellent. Thank you. Uh, Nate wrote in, uh, dear Frank and Dan, I'm writing in response to your discussion of the Boy Scouts of America this week, uh, particularly about the admission of, of girls to the group. Well, not girls, trans boys. Girls, okay. girls were not admitted. Anyway, okay. neither here nor there. Uh, while there's much to be said about the disparity of programming and funding that between the girls, uh, the Girl Scouts and the Boy Scouts, I want to point out something that you, you guys didn't bring up. 
I'm an Eagle Scout myself, and I earned four palms on top of that. Whoa. I don't know what those are, but that sounds impressive. He w- he really went for it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, along with the Vigil Honor in the Order of the Arrow. Wow. A vigil. Does that mean you stood there with a candle? I don't know what that <laughs> means. Uh, basically, I was the model Boy Scout in my troop. Just one problem. I'm not a boy. And I'm not a girl. As an agender person... Where's my scouting group? We could try to create a non-binary alternative, but not not only would that be counterproductive, it would also be much smaller and less well-funded than the two big dogs. Uh, until the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts stop gender segregating their programs, us non-binary folks will be perpetually left out in the cold. Uh, thanks for the great show and keep up the good work. We also did talk about the girl who was trying to get into boy scouts oh did we and so that's probably what's being oh, okay referenced here. here's what i'm saying that is what we were talking about we were saying we did mention we that it's ridiculous to gender segregate but we were doing our thing dan well yeah which often we'll say the exact opposite of what we really mean <laughs> laughing the whole time but i do mean that i <laughs> i think that like i think it's ridiculous that these are gender segregated at all yeah like, why is gender playing a role in this in any way? No, I know. It doesn't make any sense to me. No. Uh, by the way, not for nothing, Nate, but it does seem like uh, you weren't left out in the cold. As a matter of fact, you participated quite heavily. You had to call yourself a boy to do it. I right. I get that. But could have been left out in the cold. Absolutely could have been. You know. Right. If they excluded... Age. Yeah, or or, or I, I mean, it may be that Nate couldn't come out as asexual. Uh, is that what he called himself? Was it agender or asexual? Agender. Uh, agender. Yeah. Um, so it could be that, yes, that, that Nate was not able to be Nate's self. Uh, and that's sad. And that sucks. Yeah. But, Yeah. I think that's what we're all working for is a more uh, inclusive, aware, right. all-embracing society. Right. And, you know, it's so and funny because, like... We're two snarky assholes. Who... Right. Well, but, but I mean, I think the point is, like, it, us old folks, our generation and older, mm-hmm. don't like things like... Don't like designations like agender because it's like confusing and it's weird and we don't know what that means and we blah, blah, may blah. not like it who the fuck cares who likes it <laughs> i mean i think that i think that the point is uh we just got to get over ourselves and realize like this the whole gender thing is a dope a dopey construct that does that isn't useful right right there's no i mean you know there is that guy in southern utah that we didn't report on this week that wrote that Lovely letter to the editor. This uh, he's he's a, a member of the the GOP leadership of his of his uh, county mm-hmm. out there in Heber, mm. who wrote a a lovely op ed telling everyone about why the why gender uh, equal equal pay for the for men and women was hurting uh, society. Oh, terrible idea! It's just the worst. But I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> This whole the whole gender thing is so silly. Uh dear Frank and Dan, on episode 272 
Oh, well, I, I don't know what episode we're on. Is that recent? That was recent, right? It was pretty recent. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, a woman wrote in about having a co- having had a coworker pray for her in the form of laying on of hands in the middle of her workplace. I yeah, and we gave her advice or sort of post event advice. Yeah, exactly. That ever happens again, what yeah. to do? Yeah, I guess because we're such fucking experts about everything. Oh, yeah, my my advice was slither out of your chair. Yeah, well, there's that. That's a great idea. <laughs> um, I particularly noted uh, that says Salome, who's writing this, that she asked not only what she might do in the future, uh, should this happen again, but also if she'd done anything wrong in not responding directly. Oh. Uh, I may be overreading her request, but I heard in those words an individual who wanted to be reassured. So while I enjoyed your advice that she try some conf- confrontation and how it gets easier the more you do it, I felt you missed an opportunity to simply and directly say to this individual who wrote into you for advice, no, you did not do anything wrong by being relatively passive as this shocking and disturbing thing happened to you without warning. Right. I want to tell this woman that if she felt frightened and traumatized at the time or after, she has a right to those feelings and it's not her fault. Absolutely. I, yeah. I agree with that. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're, we're men. We, we like to jump straight to the uh, how to fix it thing. <laughs> That's, that, isn't that the stereotype for men? Anyway, uh, yes. That's I, what we're all about here, folks, is... Uh, Gender stereotypes. That's that's our job. It's <laughs> it's what we do. Uh, no, that's I, that's a lovely thing. No, yeah. nobody knows how to respond to something in that situation because that's crazy to have happen to you. Yeah, and as long as like the laying on of hands is like on your top of your head or touching your shoulders, like if you feel fine just sitting through it. But I get also that there might be a real sense of violation. Right. Exactly. Huh. But it's hard. It's hard to know what to do. I, th- I think everyone should practice the following. Are you ready? Uh-uh. You practice it in your own home so that you're ready when something weird happens to you in the world. But just, nope. <laughs> just something starts happening. Nope. <laughs> A big old nope. Don't even, you don't have to apologize for it. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to explain yourself. Just nope. And then you're done. And if they keep persisting, then you add flailing arms. Right. Flailing arms and maybe another nope. Yeah. Maybe they didn't understand what the first nope was. So and you it, just... And, and you, get, you get out of there. Yeah. And then you do Frank's move yeah. of slithering out of the chair <laughs> and then crawling to safety. <laughs> <laughs> and also you can yell, I need an adult if you need to. <laughs> Well, oh no, that's for kids. That's for kids, Dan. <laughs> Although kids should be taught that. Sometimes I want to yell that. If Sometimes I feel like yelling, "I need an adult." Yeah, because the no world kidding. is crazy right now. The world, what the world really needs right now, is an adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> I feel like all of America is shouting, "I need an adult." <laughs> like, yeah, America needs a therapist uh, right now. No kidding. Really badly. Ah. Uh. Uh, Thomas wrote in, hi guys, uh, I was living in New Jersey in the 1960s when they were trying to reform the blue laws. Uh, now, we yeah. talked last week about yeah. all these laws that are, uh, specifically there to protect religions yeah, and to force everybody to abide by religious uh, standards. To, to protect holy days, usually. Yeah, protect exactly. Protect the Sabbath and keep it and holy. Keep it annoying for the rest of us. Yeah. Uh, what was... 
Comical was the exceptions to the laws that were tossed in to get around the objections of the businesses. The Sunday closing laws were so full of exceptions that it covered almost nothing. Finally, they gave up and replaced the Sunday closing laws altogether. My strangest encounter with blue laws, however, was in Western Maryland. Uh, We were coming back from Deep Creek Lake in far Western Maryland and stopped at a brew pub for lunch. We could get food. But not beer, because it was too early on a Sunday. So I ate at a brew pub drinking iced tea with my sandwich. Anyway, yes. uh, Thomas says, I guess they they don't want anyone dropping in at a bar on the way to church. It's Sunday, so drink at home before you go to church. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You got to get your drink in it, or drink at church. Lots of churches have wine. Yeah. You know? Just, just take more than your fair share yeah exactly that's how you do that that's uh you know they want you to take a sip but they can't stop you taking a gulp you could go for it just just down that shit and all the germs that go along with it get that's why that's why you need to seem the most pious and get to that fucking cup first <laughs> the, 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 you the get germaphobes in, you that are in the front of the line you stay in that front pew and the second they're like uh, it's time for communion. Dive. Just dive into the line. Yeah, there you go, Dan. And then good idea. The only thing you'll get is the herpes from the priest who prepared it. <laughs> God. Anyway, uh, do we have anybody to thank? We do have. Any, any new patrons? Yeah, yeah, The yeah, holiest yeah. of holy. Yeah, The indeed. people most faithful. Indeed. In the world. Uh, in fact, we have... Uh, five new members of the faithful. Okay. Uh, we have David, Jamin, who's like a. I think Jamin keeps adjusting okay. how much they're giving, which okay. is why Jamin keeps showing up, but thank you nonetheless. Great. Uh, M, King, and The. <laughs> the. Uh, and then uh, we have th- four. Four? Four new beatified oh, members. God bless or, uh, you. Listeners. We have Jillian, Brian, Meg, and Michael. So thank you guys. Oh, wow. Everybody. And we have a new pope. A new pope? We have a new pope. James. Oh, Pope James the first. James is a new pope. Pope James the first. Even coming in a little bit over. How, uh, how blessed pope. you are. Yeah. There's white smoke, ladies and gentlemen, going up the TGIA <laughs> chimney. And then there's another James who continues to be our savior. Wow. So thank you guys. This was a this is a blessed week. A bumper crop of, of holy people. What, here, here you go, dude. I mean, this is amazing. Uh, I, I, the what? level of support. This is Thank uh, you so it's much. It's amazing, guys. It, it is it is um, a truly a blessed day. For thank God I'm atheist. And yeah. if you all would like to become if the rest of you would like to become a uh, blessed as these people have, please feel free to do so. You can go to our face, or you can go to our Patreon page by going to thankgodimatheist.com and clicking on the Patreon link. And you yourself can also become uh, numbered among the most holy of holies. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Mother, and the Daughter, and the Aunt, and the Uncle. Well, Frank. Yes, Dan. When was the last time you went to church? (laughs) 
like for realsies? Yeah. Or for like dragsies? <laughs> Both. Let's just, I mean, you and I used to go to church like uh, for this podcast. Let's see. Yeah, okay. There was that. That was probably one of the last times I've stepped into a church for a religious service. Mm. Uh, I honestly don't know when I last time I went to like a Mormon service. Like the yeah. actual Mormon service easily a decade ago yeah at least you and i you and i were raised in the in the mormon faith yes uh which is a which is a, a unique experience yeah. i think uh, there aren't too many uh, maybe jehovah's witnesses kind of a similar intensity yeah yeah um it's They're an, a little more crazed balls maybe well, in different ways just in different ways yeah. i mean you know it's all it's all it all feels kind of the same <laughs> to me. Well, yeah, like you said, it's an intense uh, experience. That's it's all encompassing, right? They, yeah, uh, they, Mormonism they... is meant to be most of your life. Yeah, it's they they don't let you get away with uh, Easter and Christmas Mormonism. No, 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 no. By no. any In stretch fact, of if, imagination, if there weren't so many of them now, uh, it would still be classified as a cult. Yeah. Easy. Absolutely. I mean, smaller numbers of that faith is a cult. I mean, cultism, depending on how you define it, if you define it by numbers, then obviously they've far surpassed that that metric. Well, it just stops being politically correct to call a group that's so large a cult. But if you start to look at, like, the markers of a cult in terms of social control, Mm -hmm. in terms of, like, shaming you Mm -hmm. if you decide to, if you think differently... Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, shaming family members who leave, all of that sort of stuff. And the ways in which one can be excommunicated. Right. Yeah. Cult. Cult. Yeah. yeah. I fought that for a long time. I yeah. fought the comparing Mormonism to cult thing. No, it is. But no, I've, I've, I've read enough to know. It fits. We, raised, we were raised in a cult. Yeah. Just That's, a very large one. And mostly nice people. That's the weirdest There's thing no about. problem with The, the weird thing about cults is that they're. There's reason to join a cult. Yeah. People don't join cults because they want to be brainwashed and creepy. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not why you join the you cult. Know what? I've <laughs> always wanted. I've always wanted to be a little creepy. <laughs> How I've can wanted, I? You know, uh, I've always seemed so normal and so well-adjusted. How can I really make my neighbors uncomfortable? In what way? I, know. I just wish I had something interesting about me. <laughs> The Moonies. Anyway, no. Um. So, yeah. you and I have shit on Mormonism a decent amount on this show. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because it is awful. <laughs> if nothing else, if no, if in no other way, and there are plenty of ways in which it's awful. But yeah. if in no other way, we were subjected to three hours a week of the most boring possible church. <sighs> no kidding. It. It. Three hours. Every Sunday of not interesting, like not like you go to you go to the Catholic Church, you go to you go to, you know, an Anglican church. And but at very least, somebody there has spent their entire lives studying liturgy, studying, understanding, you know, learning to give a sermon, learning how to construct a sermon Uh. as opposed to. The guy in your ward who's a plumber, yeah, who 
doesn't like public speaking, yeah. but has been asked to give a talk. Yeah. That guy is, n- there is exactly zero chance that guy gives you a good talk. He's going to. Well, he might be, uh, he might be uh, a little cut up. Who knows? I think every you ward, know? every ward He's had its like. Card. Every ward had its two or one engaging speakers. Yeah. And we were all like, it was like, like manna from heaven when those guys <laughs> were the ones that were called on. Yeah. But then those guys, those guys are usually scooped up and put into like the. The, the hierarchy somehow the state yeah, president traveling speakers right yeah so that's the whole like what the high council right that's what that's all about yeah they're just they're the good speakers yeah i don't my dad was on the high council i don't know if he was oh. this is i mean uh, and we're a fairly compelling guy when he wants to be we're getting a little inside baseball here <laughs> but here's what i wanted to do i wanted to challenge us today yeah to come up with the things we liked about church the things we enjoyed about being Mormons. I wanted to come up with a few things that, like, that that might have been. You know, you just, I wanted... you just you just muddied the waters for me, Dan. Oh, I was fine with it when it was uh, in the abstract. What do I miss from church? Okay, what do what do I miss from being Mormon? No, 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 not a thing, Dan. Not a. I, I, so if we keep it about, <laughs> I don't know. I disagree <laughs> with that. I disagree. I, I, but uh, why don't we start with church itself? Because that was the original thing that we sure, that sure, you and I yeah. talked about. Well, and clearly we're coming at it from the Mormon perspective. Um, you know, here's one that came to mind. Yeah. I don't think that there are enough opportunities in life outside of a church to stand up with a group of people and sing a song that you all know in unison i feel like singing a song like singing as a group mm-hmm. that isn't like wildly awkward about it yeah i miss that yeah singing was like singing was definitely on my list yeah. no and and there were good singers in the crowd there were bad singers in the crowd it yeah. didn't matter everybody no. is instructed to raise their voice and sing right and that's part of it and it's it's a I don't know. There's something nice about that. There's something great about that. I mean, for in all of the churches that I've been to, mm-hmm. the highlight has always been musical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's just whether you're going to the uh, the Black Baptist Church, uh-huh. the highlight is definitely the music. Yeah. Or if you're going to, you know, St. Paul's Cathedral in London. Yeah. The music, you know, that boys choir or whatever you're going to get, yeah. that's the highlight. That's yeah. the beautiful, that's the part that's awesome. Yeah. And as long as you don't listen to the lyrics, <laughs> you're in great shape. Sometimes the lyrics aren't even that bad. So there, there are some non-Jesus-y ones. Yeah, but are... we didn't go to one of those, like, one of those churches where it's all about the blood, the blood of Christ, we're bathed in the blood, all that oh, sort yeah, of no, stuff. didn't do that. But yeah, we, uh, we had a, a, a fantastic... Uh, ward organist. We were oh, lucky. yeah? Yeah. He was kind of a hired uh, gun about town. He played at some other churches, too. We got him for free. Yeah. But uh, he, as soon as he was done with ours, he would run off. And... That's interesting. My ward had the same. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah we, had some, we had some ringers in our ward. We had yeah. some, some real musicians. Huh. Uh, and that is a treat. Yeah. That is a great thing. Oh, it's lovely. I also... Yeah, his dad was actually the the the... The, the the chorister, chorister right yeah and he would he would pull his uh, silver pen 
out of his pocket. Uh-huh. And that's what he would lead. And he would get up. And he was so animated. Oh. And he was, and he was the loudest. You could hear him above everyone. Mm-hmm. Right? And he was leading. Right? Oh. And it was, he was directing. I mean, this is a really musical family. Right. right? Like, they were all extremely talented. And, and, uh, it's fun. and so he, get up there. And, and you, boy, you get a good organist or, you know, a good, now, you know, I've had the experience. My my cousin is a professional. He's an organist for an Anglican church now. He's the, yeah. but he he's also like sort of internationally known mm. in the church music yeah. scene. Yeah. Yeah, 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 he studied at BYU. He was a, he was originally going to be he was sort of in line to be the guy at the with the Mormon Tabernacle Choir oh, to wow. be their yeah. organist. Yeah, but it turns out he's gay. Oh, so that'll happen. So so he's doing it for the uh, for the Anglican Church, uh, and it's interesting. Like you get a good organist, yeah. The singing changes. Mm. Like my cousin, he can he can he'll get you huh. as a, as a as a congregant. Yeah, you think you're just singing a song, and then every now and then, if he's really feeling it, he'll pull one of these. He'll like. We'll be doing, you know, first verse, second verse, and the third verse, suddenly, no organ. Oh. And we're all singing in unison, a cappella. Whoa. And then in comes the organ again. Like, he's got some tricks up his sleeve. He's doing some tricks. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Anyway, yeah, I mean, that the music's kind of cool. Music's good. Uh, I like the snack. <laughs> I do like the snack. Uh, I believe... Kids, ladies and gentlemen, that Franklin is referring to the awful white bread and water sacrament <laughs> that you well, get as a Mormon. It's a little prison snack, but it's still a snack. <laughs> it is a prison <laughs> snack. And it's it's almost universally like Wonder Bread, like the cheapest yeah. white bread available. Mattress stuffing, stuffing my grandmother <laughs> used to call it. And here's so here's what I used to do as a little kid. I remember I would after sacrament meeting, which mm-hmm. is the big meeting, and that's where you get the sacrament passed to you, and you have you take it. Um, after that, I would sneak up to where all the sacrament trays were, oh yeah, and reach up underneath the 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 no the cover and just grab me some bread. No, you would. Hum, 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 no, hum, Dan. Yeah, I totally did that Dan. as a kid, and then did some adult caught? and then some adult caught me and was like, "That bread has been blessed," and I was like. Oh, that's words that sound like I'm supposed. To, they're supposed to mean something. So then I felt shitty and no, didn't, didn't do it again. When I was a, well, okay, really getting into the when I was a teacher. Uh huh. Right. So the fourteen and fifteen year old boys. Right. right. Teacher does not mean actual teacher. No, it's a none of the words mean what they mean in Mormonism, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Just just know that like, yeah. But the teachers are the ones who set up. The whole thing, Who, right? And yeah. break it down. Do, do the initial prep right. before it's blessed. So the deacons, stuff. the 12 and 13-year-olds, yeah, they pass deacons it. are 12 and 13-year-olds. Right. They pass the sacrament. Right. The 14 and 15-year-olds set it all up. And the 15 and 16-year-olds, or I'm sorry, the 16 and 17-year-olds, also known as priests. Right. Uh, That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Frank and Dan were both were both uh, ordained, ordained priests. priests of the Mormon yeah. church. Uh, and uh, they're the ones who anything. bless the sacrament on kind of a, a rotation you get assigned a, yes. a week to go up and do it although in my ward since there were only two of us we were up there all the time oh but 
<sighs> anyway, you know what? Uh, but I, when we were when I was a teacher, we would uh, we would uh, eat all the bread. Mm-hmm. Before breakdown, no, it was part of the breakdown. Oh, you just chow we down, would just chow the bread, all sure. the leftovers. <laughs> yeah, by the time I was that age, I think I I'd, I'd eat a slice of bread just take it a slice before it's been broken up oh yeah the the priests do this thing where they like as one of them is saying the prayer the other ones are breaking up the bread to be handed out i don't know if that's how it worked in your thing not simultaneous that's that's how it worked for us i think no i think you you stand up so while the, the 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 sacramental the sacrament hymn is being sung. Oh, it's right? while the hymn sep- is being sung. That's right. right. There's a sep- there's that's a what it is. whole set of sacrament hymns, right? Right. So you're seeing there's the congregation singing the sacrament hymns, and, and, and you're, you're breaking, breaking the, the bread, bread into little and pieces. And then one of you kneels down and says the prayer. Yeah. And there's various systems, but there's some kind of microphone. And there's we, a and there, we had a lovely little drawer that came out. Yeah, yeah. That had the it, it, the sacrament prayer printed on it, yep. and there was an embedded microphone. Yeah, we had that too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You kneel down and you say the prayer. I used to, I, I will admit this. It's embarrassing now. I used to love saying that prayer. Really? Maybe it's the actor in me. I was performing. Oh, did you perform it? Did you like, did oh, you, I was, did you have the old ladies in tears? I did. I was so insufferable. <laughs> I can't like now I can't even imagine it, but I, I mean, let's face it. I'm a six. I was a teenager <laughs> who took the religion fucking seriously. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And so it was like, when I was, I took this job very seriously (laughs) and I, the earnestness with which I would pray this sacramental prayer, (laughs) I, I, I think I just threw up in my mouth a little bit, but I mean, to be honest, that's one of the things that I really enjoyed about church Uh, was like, I felt like the spotlight was on me. I felt like I knew what I was doing and I did have in point of fact, Old people come up to me all the time and tell me, "I just love how you read that, how you say the prayer." Oh, so, I just so so I, it's so reverent and feel it's just the so, words. Mm, oh yeah, you, you clearly you're you're special special child. Barf. <laughs> yeah, I used so, to say it so good. <laughs> so what what comes to your mind, Dan, when you think about what you what, might miss? So I mean, here's the thing: as a teenager, so the last time that. We were Mormons. We're basically... Well, you were in your 20s. I was uh, uh, 21 or 22. When yeah. I, or, or I'm sorry, 22 or 23. Late teens I, to early 20s was the last time... I, like, officially, like, was done with it. Yeah. Um, last time I took it seriously, I was 21. Yeah. And I was, like, 19, 18, 19. Yeah. Uh, so my experience of church is childhood and teenage years. and But I have a lot of memories of, like... You know, it was a group of people that organized all kinds of shit. Oh, yeah. And a lot oh, of that was, yeah. like, really fun stuff, you know? All the young people getting together and having a big water fight at the church or, you know, outside right. outside the church, not in. That would be weird. You know, or, like, all of, you know, going and having a, a, a church award picnic and everybody would go to the park. Yeah. And there'd be these fun activities. Somebody would bring out a shit ton of sawdust and all the kids would rifle through the sawdust and find games and toys and things oh wow i thought i knew mormonism i've never heard of that one yeah that was a fun one Ah, one year one year they got a place here at sugar house park in salt lake city now i was on an you know i was in an east side ward so (laughs) there was some money 
Right. Not right. as much as some other wards, but, you that's know. That's the ones further north of you. Probably. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but one time we all went to Sugarhouse Park and there was this amphitheater sort of thing. It was a weird thing, but it, was, it had, but it sort of had this concrete structure that, that came down to it. I don't even know what it was, but it ended up being that there was about a, a, a 12 foot diameter circle okay. that was all sort of concrete. And they ended up pouring. This is the weirdest shit I've like. Now that I think about it, it was weird. Then it's very weird. Now a giant, like hundreds of gallons of water containing big trout into the thing. And we fished with our hands and got, it was probably bigger, bigger than 12 foot. It was just, it's the weirdest <laughs> fucking thing I can possibly imagine. We each got to go home with a fish. <laughs> Someone in your ward must have worked at like the, the fish hatchery or something. Or the division of wildlife, wildlife services or whatever yeah, something. it's called. And just like the, they, they'd already like, you know, put fish up in all the little, <laughs> right. the little lakes. They'd stocked every, everything that needed stocking, and they, and were, they like, were just like, "What are we going to do? With all these extra? Fi- well, get all the kids down we, here. We got a barrel left. What are we going to do with it? <laughs> oh no! Dump it into it. There's a place over in the park. That is the weirdest thing I've ever heard, Dan. I know. That's a weird ward. Yeah, and I attended a few different wards, so I got some perspective in my life. Yeah, on, I, uh, on, I on on different. I wards. have very little perspective, except. You know, I knew I the only thing I knew of other wards was that some of them were our basketball rivals. Right. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I mean that's that's the funny thing though. I never really experienced a Utah ward. Yeah. I never experienced the church where Mormons were the majority. Right. And that's we a were always different the animal. Minority. Yeah, you guys were the weirdos wherever you were. Well, yeah, in some places. In Oklahoma we were, but like in Modesto, I never felt like we were all that weird. Oh, really? Uh, well, there were two stakes. And, okay. I mean, there was a good, really, there was a good Mormon. It's like in a lot of places in California. There's just like a lot of Mormons. Okay. Um, and uh, nowhere near a majority or anything. But right. like at the at the school, there would be a, a bunch of Mormon kids. And, yeah. You know, not like when I was in Oklahoma where there were five in the whole high school. Right. Right. And uh, so, yeah, the, the perspective is pretty, pretty different. And I, you know, and you develop a really, really thick skin early on. Yeah. You know, you learn in elementary school that you're, you're in something a little different. Right. There, and the, the, the other kids, their parents have said th- bad things about Mormons. Right. You know? Yeah. So it, you, it's a very different experience. Your Mormon, your growing up Mormon experience was entirely different. Than yeah. That. Yeah. Mine validated me. Right. Mine, I was the outsider. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I remember... And, <laughs> I will say this. Some of my happiest church memories are skipping church. Like me and my buddy would go to sacrament meeting with our parents. And then there's these two other meetings that we're supposed to go to. But nobody's, you know, right. we, we just skipped. We just bugged out. Yeah. And you, you, you can't. You can't do that without. You can't skip church with no church. Right. So. Right. I need to start. I need to join up a church just to skip it. Just to skip it. Feel the feel. Feel the freedom. Feel young again. Oh, I'd go. We'd go. We'd drive. When we got to drive, mm. oh, it was a the whole new world. We'd go and we'd buy donuts. Mm. Oh what goodness. a rebellion! 
Can you imagine? Yeah, you're buying something on a Sunday, Dan. You know what else we did? What? Here's here's another rebellion that we did. This is <laughs> like like what's weird is you got to understand that like yeah, I was like kind of a, a believer. Like I was an in, I was a real died in the wool believer. Right. But I wasn't I didn't enjoy church. Right. Like it wasn't fun. But here that didn't stop me and my buddy from driving around and then just going to and picking another church because we're already in our church clothes or another you Mormon crashed, ward. You crashed a ward. And just go in and just go to their ward. Like that was our bit. What do we do? We don't know any of these people. <laughs> oh, Dan. <laughs> oh, that's, that's that one. That's, that one hurt a little, Dan. That one's weird. That one hurt. It's all just weird. At least the trout were funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think that what we're kind of circling around, of course, is there's a strong sense of community. And that's a thing. Yeah. That's a very real thing. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, when you don't have a church mm-hmm. tying you to your community Mm -hmm. like i know two of my neighbors in this in this neighborhood right and i like one of them (laughs) so it's like i don't have a community here i don't like neighborhood wise in this neighborhood right i don't have a community i've got people i'm surrounded and see that's an interesting thing Again, your Mormon experience versus mine. Mm. Your Mormon experience was always, and, and your church experience was your neighborhood. Mine, even even in areas where there were more Mormons, you know, it was it wasn't the neighborhood, right? right. There was the such and such family that was a couple blocks that way, and the the so and sos over there, right, who were a few blocks that way, yeah. You know? And that was that was dense Mormonism. Like well, that, that neighborhood actually had a lot of more, like, it was like, whoa, there's a lot of Mormons right. in this neighborhood. And Whereas my growing up, like, as you walk down the street, you knew whose houses weren't Mormon and they were the weirdos. Right. And to be shunned. In some, in some cases, my neighborhood was like, not, I didn't, I never got the sense that we were supposed to shun anybody, but I definitely didn't know them. Right. Like I oh, knew. How would you? I knew everyone in the neighborhood. To anything, and if they were invited, they wouldn't want to come. They wouldn't want to come. Why would because you want to? Yeah, like, that is actually the weird thing that I've noticed with uh, my neighborhood right now. Because mm-hmm. I'm out in Marm, not yeah, it's it's pretty Mormony up there. Yeah, um, not as Mormon as if you get a little bit further out, but it's still right. pretty Mormony. Um, they just, I'm I'm technically invited to all the ice cream socials and whatnot. Uh-huh. Like, it, the, I get the flyer on my door. Aw. And it's just like, you need to start showing up. <laughs> hey, where's the ice cream? Because, <laughs> you know, the Not truth so interested is, in this social thing. I'm here for the ice cream. Right. You could meet some neighbors. I mean, you know, they're probably mostly nice folks. They're a yeah. little, maybe a little too nice or not nice enough in certain ways and too nice yeah, in other ways. Nice in that really awkward way. Right. You know? And not nice in that when you tell them you're gay way. <laughs> But it'd be kind of cool if you started showing up and being like, ice cream, yes. Mormonism, nope, I'm gay. Right. I'm lactose tolerant, Mormonism intolerant. (laughs) So, you know, give me my ice cream. Yeah. 
Hopefully you're gay tolerant. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, we'll test that little theory. <laughs> right. Maybe I'll start going to stuff and claiming I'm gay. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think I think the community thing is really the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. now I guess we just have to live with this whole atheist community. Well, of amazing see, fucking people. That's the thing that have, that how yeah that we have similar beliefs with yeah that tend to be there are groups Dan pretty we awesome could take advantage of the fact that there are groups some of us do Frank I'm on that TGIA members only lounge well I frequently I hate the internet so yeah, that's well, not going to happen yeah <laughs> I guess there are some in real life community groups that's what I'm talking atheists. about yeah yeah. No, definitely. I think I that I mean that's the nice thing is that it's not like you're out of the frying pan and into nothing. Right. The fire is there awaiting. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, kids, if you have anything that you'd like, you know, do you miss church? Write into us. Let's Let us know. know. Let us know what you miss about your experience. Um, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com is the email address. Or you can call us and tell us about it. Yeah. With your own voice. We like that. Leave us a voicemail message. Telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah. Go to the Facebook page and uh, check out what's happening there. Facebook.com slash Atheist. And while on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It's a closed group, but we'll let you in. Yeah, and you can chat amongst yourselves. Find fellow heathens. Mm. It's a it's it's actually super fantastic. Yeah. And uh, and one of the ways that one of the things that makes it fantastic are the mods that we have there. Uh, so thanks to Sarah, Amy, and Danny for their help there. And uh, thanks to Mackenzie for all of her hard work on the the public side of our Facebook presence. She's amazing. She's fantastic. Uh, thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club and Gordon Johnson for the for the use of their music. And thank you, dear listener, for uh, listening. For taking this trip down church memory lane with us. We sure do appreciate you doing it. Bye.